0: Hello everyone, I'm Dominique Johnson-Lindsay and welcome to the Active Listener podcast by Lightspeed. For the past three decades, Lightspeed has journeyed with educators and tech experts across school districts. With our Active Listener podcast, we are bringing the stories and experiences of our customers education expert and our own team members on how listening is foundational to education. Tune in as we amplify these vital voices and understand more about the people shaping the future of education. We hope every podcast listen will be a learning opportunity with active listener. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Before we get started, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself.
1: Sure. Thank you. My name is Bob Fishstrom and I am the director of technology for the Mountain View Los Altos High School District. We're located in the Silicon Valley in California and uh, you know the tech mecca of the world and um, really uh, really enjoy what I do. This is my 29th year in public education where I started as a classroom teacher Then was a teacher on special assignment to help teachers use technology effectively their curriculum. Had some time as a site uh, leader as a vice principal for six years and For the last 11 years, I've been a director of technology and uh, love what I do because I think technology is such a huge part of teaching and learning now, and it's not going away. And uh, it makes a huge difference in lives and can really help uh, level the playing field for students.
0: I love it. I love it. So, of course, you have such robust experience just across all of those different avenues. So, I'm sure you've seen a lot of change, but tell me, what do you think is the are the most pressing challenges that people are facing today as far as educators as well as administrators?
1: I think the pressing challenges right now is we're living in a post COVID or post distance learning world and it's brought a lot of different challenges. There's you know learning loss, there's mental health. Um, for teachers and administrators, there's too much to do and not enough time to do it. Um, educators also need mental health breaks as well. So. You know, we're facing teacher shortages. The cost of living here in the Bay Area is really crazy. So there's a lot of challenges out there that we don't have control over, but those we do have control over, we need to embrace and work together to, you know, to solve the challenges. And, you know, I'll get on the same page because what we're doing as educators is the most important job in the world, minus being a parent, in my humble opinion.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. As the daughter of an educator... And a mom to a one year old, I absolutely agree with you. So, (laughs) Uh, with that being said, though, something that really comes up for me is you know, technology is kind of viewed as a problem solver. Um, I think for many people, we try to bring technology in as a way to kind of create this, you know, automated environment or improved environment. So, what do you think? technology's role is in districts um, as far as helping solve these challenges that you talked about, or support just the personnel in the schools?
1: Um, You know, since the evolution of the internet, online resources are really a game changer. Um, I remember when I started teaching, we had to call a a physical uh, phone answering machine to record an absence. Now we have an online system to handle that. Um, Just, you know, more accountability, having a help desk system, having a knowledge base for teachers to find, you know, oh, my audio is not working. There's a help desk article that they can troubleshoot before putting in a help desk ticket. Um, Just having access to, you know, sharing documents, having something like Google Docs, where we can push out information to staff members and support the staff members, email, learning management system. So there's a lot of things that we're providing staff to hopefully make things easier, hopefully automate things, but also making information accessible to everybody. And um, for the staff, for our leadership in the district to provide for our teachers, the teachers to provide that for the students as well. And it's kind of a out down effect. And I think the other challenges, um, you know, technology just solves a lot of challenges, but it can also create some challenges that we have to get around. For example, we still have X amount of staff members who struggle with the cell phone issue. What do I do with students bring a cell phone to my class? You know, I could tell you, Dominic, I think that's a classroom management issue. I think that's all about setting a precedent and laying down these are the expectations and communicating that. You can never over-communicate expectations. But you know, technology won't solve everything, but technology definitely enhances a lot of ability to do things. I think we definitely learned that during COVID. We definitely learned that from you know how many in-person meetings do we have in the post-COVID world? We're still using Zoom, we're still using Google Meets because technology is making things more accessible from anywhere. It's absolutely insane.
0: I agree. Um, It's so interesting to think about, you know, pre-COVID and what were our daily technology tools. And now I feel like that tech stack has totally changed. When you open up your email, it's like you're opening up to figure out how many Zooms you'll be on for the day. So totally different. I remember, you know, pre-COVID, there may have been one to two meetings every now and then. Um, And that depend on who was involved because sometimes we would all figure out we were in the same building and say like, let's just go to a room and meet. So
1: yeah, it's been great.
0: So I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but can you Probably name two to three tools that just stand out for you, where you're like, I definitely feel like this is a game changer or difference maker in your district.
1: Um, yes, and well, on the like actual teacher use side, Google Workspace is level the playing field for all students. Web accessible, you know, sharing the doc- sharing documents and presentations and things of that nature are amazing. Um, a learning management system. We use Canvas LMS and it's, you know, delivering instruction, integrating different applications into it. It's been, you know, I, my former district, um, I had teachers emailing me during COVID saying, thank God you made us implement Canvas LMS because I don't know how I would get through this without that. But, you know, other things that are game changers and I know this is a Lightspeed podcast, but instructional audio is a game changer. And um, something I never really thought about when I was in the classroom, I would always have a, you know, um, stressed out voice at the end of the day. Didn't feel like talking when I got home because I didn't have much voice left. And it's not even that I was yelling at students or raising my voice. It's just, you're using your voice all the time. And, uh, my former district, we had a school implement two classrooms of one of your competitors and it took two to three days for the system to install. And it just wasn't that great. It was not user-friendly. And I was at a show and I went up to the Lightspeed booth and, um, saw the simplicity of the system, but the effectiveness of the system. So um, I, I'm probably getting into it. I know you asked me a question of why instructional audio and so kind of integrating it together. We've had tremendous success with instructional audio and students cannot learn if they can't hear. It's that simple. And teachers cannot teach if they don't have a voice. So traditional systems of amplified audio, we would just you know put two Epson speakers in the front of the classroom, attached to the projector and just blast the kids. And the kids in the front would get blasted, and the kids in the back still can hear, and it just wasn't balanced. The Lightspeed systems have this distributed audio system that's beautiful. The microphones are so easy to turn on and off and you just wear around your neck, give you the second mic to students, they're giving a presentation. But not as it saving their voice. I had a 30 year veteran at one of the schools put it, this is here at Madry Los Altos, put it in his science classroom. This is a now, our science classrooms are rather large because they have both a lecture area and then a lab area. So we put the top cat in the, in the ceiling in the middle. He has his microphones. Went by his room one day and said, hey, you know, how are things going? He's like, i got to show you something, Bob. I said, sure, what's up? He's like, okay, when I first got this microphone, I thought it was ridiculous looking. He's like, did you know that I could turn my back and be writing on my board? And The kids hear me. I might have been raising my voice. I said... Yes, this is not my first rodeo. I said, but that's why we want you to have. He's like, no, this is a complete game changer. He's like, I'm going home now. My voice isn't hurting. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not like drinking water to keep my voice, you know, my throat moist. And he's, You know, it's just that to me, a 30 plus year veteran to believe in a technology. because Usually veterans who've done things a certain way for a long time aren't always quick to adapt a new tool. I can also tell you that um, we world language teachers. They can't live without distributed audio in their classroom. It's an expectation. I mean, if their battery dies after two years and their flex mic, they're all over me. Like, uh, I don't know if the cradle's not charging, but I'm like, okay, we'll get there. We have extra batteries. And, but it's like, it's like, I, well, it's almost like air, it's like a life support thing. Like, I don't, my, my microphone's not working, you know, help me. It's like, you know, I need a drink. You know, right? So, def, definite, definite success stories. And, um, you know, it's a standard. Um, Lightspeed audio is a standard in all of our classrooms now. We've brought um, about 70 new classrooms online through construction over the last couple years. Topcat audio in every classroom. All of our media streams through it. It's just, um, it's amazing.
0: I love that. I love that. I don't always have a client-facing role. So it's always so good to hear these like first person accounts, like what people are truly experiencing when it comes to our product, because we know why we make it, but we want to make sure that of course translates over into districts. So I love to hear that, especially the veteran, because that's the story we hear often. It's like people that have been teaching for a really long time. They're like, I don't need it. I don't I don't want to use a microphone. I'm, I am I. have a teacher's voice, of course. And it's always like, once you realize the power of it, it's almost like, wow, like mind blown.
1: Yeah, well, they don't, they might feel they don't need it, their students need it. And their students deserve it. You yeah, know, that's something to always keep in mind. We're here. Yes, we're here to make a living, but we're here for students. Every single student deserves that.
0: I love it. I love it. So talk about all these good things. Have you... Recognize anything that was kind of like an unexpected benefit of having the instructional audio in the classroom?
1: Um, yeah. So when I first got here in Mount View Los Altos, which was, uh, I'm in my fifth year, um, there wasn't a lot of standardization across classrooms and um, kind of walked into a, a situation where, you know, just really needed to standardize and provide the best optimal tools for for teachers to deliver curriculum for students to learn and access that curriculum. And um, one teacher who has a um, hearing deficit had two students with a hearing deficit. So we knew that was the first classroom we were targeting with the TopCat system. I I wanted to install it myself on a 20 foot ladder and thought I was gonna break my neck. But um, not only did it benefit the students with, with hearing deficits immediately and the teacher Every student in that classroom was fully engaged right away. And it was a world language classroom in Spanish. And they were, people were excited. And kids were asking to use the microphone. So they can hear, it's great, but the fact that they want to actually, you know, engage in art, they, they want to use it, they want to get up and present, they want to be heard. That to me is an unexpected benefit. I didn't, it's something I didn't really think that globally about in that. So um, we're at the point now where teachers expect it. It is an expectation. So um Yeah, that is an unexpected benefit because, you know, of course there's going to be some who will never use it because like we've talked about, but, um, you know, this is, there's a lot of unexpected benefits and I can never, I can't imagine any classroom without any kind of an audio system like this because this is what, this is how it should be and something overlooked. It should not be overlooked.
0: I agree. I agree. So now thinking big picture, you know, We talked about kind of like how this has been implemented and standardized in your district, but beyond instructional audio, like where do you see um, the impact of technology in districts over the next five to 10 years? And I don't know if you can speak to that more, but what tools do you see coming into the classroom
1: that aren't present today? So I've thought about this, I think about this all the time. I think about this when I'm on the treadmill, I think about this when I'm driving. It's hard to predict the next best thing. You know, um, I've really appreciated Chromebooks because we have students who have, you know, socioeconomic challenges, so we're able to provide them with a Chromebook. I don't think a Chromebook... I think a Chromebook's great, but I don't think it's providing a a complete level playing field because they're not as powerful as the student who has the ability to bring a MacBook Pro or a high-level Windows notebook device. Um, So I'd like to see... I'd like to see something of a more robust device that's affordable for districts to provide for students in need for a more level playing field. But the emergence of artificial intelligence right now in education in the world is gonna have a significant shift in education. And we have to equip our staff, our students, and our families to understand exactly what AI is, what AI is going to do in our world and we have to provide them with the awareness and tools to navigate that correctly and ethically. And if we don't, we're going to be in a world of hurt. Um, we cannot be afraid of AI, because AI is not going away. The other day, I needed to create a policy for um, non-staff members who are given rights to edit our websites. For example, View High School needed a parent, a parent volunteer wanted to edit the PTA portion of the website. So I wanted to chat GPT and I was able to create a acceptable use policy for a non-staff member to create, to edit the website. And that spit it out for me in 15 seconds. I went in there and I made edits that were relevant. And this is an amazing, powerful technology. But how do we use that correctly and ethically? And the nice thing is there's a lot of tools coming out that are integrating with Google where we can have articles being brought in from the of New York Times, they don't bring it into a Google Doc. You can set a Lexile level so students can read it at their level so all content is accessible. And that's what we have to look at AI. It's making things accessible and it's giving students that chance where they're not going to feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, wait, I can engage with this article. My The student sitting next to me has spoken English their entire life. I'm in my third year of speaking English, but now this has been drill down to a way where I can also access the same curriculum. So that's how we need to embrace AI. We need to embrace AI as a tool that's gonna help everybody and we just cannot be afraid of it.
0: I love that. I love the idea of embracing it because I truly do feel like, you know, even my personal perspective is, it's definitely not going anywhere. So it's better for us to understand how we can utilize it and make our lives easier um, rather than just kind of, you know, shun it away. So so I know we talked a lot about all of the good things about technology in schools. So before we close, I always thought it would be good. Um, initially, I thought this would be rapid fire, like, and I was like, I think it would be a little better to get a more like profound answer. So I have two fun questions that I kind of pulled out and I want to ask everybody that is coming in to speak on our podcast. So the first one is a little bit work related, but just to think about something that it doesn't have to be uh, related to like sound or anything is if you could immediately remove one barrier to learning, what would it be?
1: It would be access because not every student has access. And um, it's kind of like our public utilities or our utilities bringing in water and electricity to homes. Broadband internet access needs to be in every single home in America. We still have students whose families cannot afford internet access where they're living. Providing them with a my hotspot is well intended, but it's not creating that level playing field for the students. So to me, access is just so important. And like I spoke about before the BYOD, having a far more robust device for all students. Um, you know, if I issue a student a Chromebook, he or she is not going to be able to access the Adobe Creative Cloud suite on that device and have the same experience of somebody who can. So, so it's really about access. It's about access for all students. And, um, Unfortunately, I feel that we're, not to sound like a Debbie Downer here, but I do feel like we're far away from that. It's something we keep talking about and talking about, and we just, we need to do it. Um, And not to get political, but like, you know, we talk about the Build Back America, or Build Back Better program. That's should be part of the Build Back Better program, where we need to understand providing that for families is creating jobs for people. Because they're building the infrastructure and they're bringing those services in. So I really think the playing field needs to be equal and I just would like to break down those barriers for all students. Ironically, most students do have a cell phone, but I do not want to see a world where an underprivileged student with a cell phone is writing his or her Google Doc on that cell phone. That's not a good experience for the student. I'm not talking so about a physical thing, but it's like for proofing and really writing things out. This is not, it's not, it's not, that is not equity in any way, shape, or form. It might be people say, oh, that's equality equal because everybody has a device. It's not equitable. So that's what I like to, that's a barrier I'd like to break down.
0: I think that's a great one. Um, I think that's so important and it's going to continue to come up. Um, I'm glad people like you are advocating for that because I think it is so important that we understand the difference between equity and equality and understand how being Schools being more equitable is like really important to just like the whole educational spectrum. So I really appreciate that perspective. And then for my final question, what's your favorite sound in the world?
1: That's, that's, that's such an awesome question. I would say your voice, because you have such a lovely voice, but um, and I could be corny and say anything that comes through a top cat speaker, but um Seriously, I think the best sound in the world is a toddler's feet in the hallway when you're just laying in bed and you hear your child walk up the hallway. And it's kind of like when they're small and you're holding them and you feel them breathing. It's, there's something about that. And, uh, you know, my daughters are all in their 20s now, but I do have um, stepchildren who have kids and so there's three grandchildren involved and just watching them grow and hearing them walk and just, just, just the innocence of a child. But hearing hearing those feet in a hall, you know, walk up the hallway when you're laying in bed, like, oh, they're coming our way. That's the best. So that's the best sound in my world.
0: I love it. I love that. And as, again, as a mom to a one-year-old, I'm like, I get it. because It drives me crazy because I'm thinking about what she's about to get into, but I'm also like, oh my gosh, she's so tiny. I remember when she couldn't walk. So.
1: Yeah, those are the moments that go by so quickly in life and we have to embrace them. Otherwise it's, you know, and it's like having the grandkids is like, you know, your second chance. And, uh, you know, just when you're in it, having a one-year-old dominate, you're probably not appreciating everything because you're so busy working and getting your meals ready and doing laundry and cleaning the house. But it's like, God, it's so hard. Our lives are so busy, but we do need to take that step back and just embrace what we have. And we're so fortunate for what we have. And I'm sure your daughter is beautiful like you. And it just, it's just, it's such a gift that we sometimes take for granted.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's all the questions that I have. So I want to thank you so much for joining us um, on this kind of experiment. This is such a wild ride for me. I love talking to people. Um, I feel like it's just my Southern route. So I'm in Alabama and I feel like That was something I wanted to bring to the company was just being able to get out and talk to people. I heard so many great things about you. Um, I read case studies on your district and everything. So I just knew you were someone I had to talk to. And I really enjoyed this today. That's all for today's active listener. Thanks for tuning in. Share your comments on this episode on our Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn social media pages. You can visit our website at lightspeed-tech.com to learn more about our mission to ensure every student hears every word. And subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Until next time, let your listening be as active as you're learning.